Okay, I am here with Mrs. Perlene Nolan. She was on our episode, Just Say Yes, which I recommend highly you listen to. And we're here today, and I wanted to bring her back on to talk about the kingdom of God. She's been teaching about this for weeks now, and it absolutely can transform the way we live on earth, uh, the way that we see heaven. So, Ms. Pearl, can you give us some of these insights into kingdom living? I sure can. How, how long do we have? Three or four hours, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Okay. Well, the kingdom of God is one of my favorite things to teach. I teach a lot of different subjects, and this is one of my favorite. And in my research to teach this class, I found out some things that I wasn't even aware of. And one of them was that there is a kingdom. That means there's a king, and it's King Jesus. And when we ask Jesus to be Lord, not only do we become a part of his kingdom, but we actually have said, you're my owner. And the kingdom thinking is different from democracy. And we're so used to democracy where we have a vote, we have a voice, we get to say we want to or not want to. But in a kingdom, the king's word is the ultimate authority. So... We must become kingdom-minded to be successful in our walk with Jesus. And that's that's one of the things that I thought, oh, I didn't know he was my owner. I mean, I know Paul <laughs> said, you were bought with a price. You're not your own anymore. But when you think about it in the perspective of kingdom, it, it just brings it to a whole nother depth of understanding. So we, we cannot practice kingdom lifestyle without realizing there is a king that is not us. And I think one of our biggest struggles in um, converting and becoming a Christian and a follower of Christ is not just making him Savior, but making him Lord and making him King. And so we actually have to come to the acknowledgement, I cannot rule. Uh, this is key to having a kingdom lifestyle. The only way that I can bring his kingdom is that I recognize that he is actually Lord and he is King. He is King and what he says goes. And not only is he king he owns us mm. all within his kingdom he owns and that means us that means everything in the kingdom and we just get the privilege of being in that kingdom with him and what he says goes and and that that changes also your understanding of oh i don't get a choice in this he said to do this then i must do it he said to forgive then i must forgive and everything that he says we if we're going to be good servants of the Most High God, we are going to obey and with joy in our heart. Absolutely. Well, we see in Matthew 6 that Jesus, when he teaches the disciples to pray, one of the first things he says that we should pray is, your kingdom come. Yes. Your will be done yes. on earth as it actually is in heaven. That is correct. So as we surrender our will to the will of the Lord, what are some things that we can expect to see on earth that actually are happening in the kingdom realms, happening in the heavenlies? And because we surrender the way Christ did, not my will, but yours, what can we expect to see on earth? Well, what we should be seeing is Christians behaving and acting like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, the kingdom, first off, Jesus said the kingdom is near you. And then he said the kingdom would be within you. Wow. And then he said in John, this is what you're going to do. What I did, you're going to do. And even more so, you're going to do. So what did he do? He preached the gospel of the kingdom. That is his subject matter. Everywhere he went, he preached the kingdom of God. And then he cast out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Uh, He had the fruit of the Spirit all over himself, and so should we. Because as Jesus is, so So are are we in this world. And so it's just a matter of learning the kingdom principles. And that was Jesus did everything he did by the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he said, you know what? It's expedient that I go back to the Father so that I can send Holy Spirit. Otherwise, he's not going to come. So everything that Jesus did, we should be doing as well. That is so powerful. Can you say that list again? He raised the dead, that list that you gave. Yes. He preached the gospel. He preached about the kingdom. He cast out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. And... We should be looking like that. So these are things that should be happening day in and day out and day out in our lives. And to some people, these are extremes, but this is what the this Lord, should be normal. This, this is what the Lord called normal. And then, and then you quoted something that is in the word of God that I know a lot of people struggle with. Um, sometimes the concept of this, but Jesus said, you'll do the works I've done, which you Absolutely. just listed. And then he said, and you'll do greater works. Can you tell us more about that? And exactly um what what does that mean what well (laughs) uh when i first read that after being born again and filled with the holy spirit i didn't believe it so i went and got another version (laughs) i thought surely it reads differently and that version read the same and i went and got another version and that version said the same so i concluded what jesus said was true amen what he did we're going to do an even greater and you know he i believe he was able to see in the future how just what we're doing right here, we're doing a podcast and it is going to go all over the place. Well, Jesus was restricted to where he was in his speaking and he could see that, you know, one day there's going to be satellites up in the air. It's this, this gospel of the kingdom is going to go into the all world instantaneously. That's more than I did. And that's that's one of the things that I see. Plus, I see as people grasp the truth of the gospel, the truth of the kingdom, and they start behaving and acting and doing like Jesus did, it would be multiplied by the millions all over the earth. And in other words, he duplicated himself. And that's why he said, you're going to do greater than I did. That's uh, John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father if you want to study that. And we encourage that you do. I was um, listening to a historical um, lecture on Jesus where a man said Jesus did not actually travel beyond 100 miles in any direction from where he started and his look ministry. What he did. <laughs> and look at me, look at you. I mean, we are a part of the impact of his ministry. And he didn't go beyond 100 miles. And now we can touch the other side of the globe. Yes. Um, and get there in less than three days. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, there's just so much that God has now given us so many tools 
to do his work and greater and beyond that 100 mile radius, which obviously he's still impacting us around the globe today. Absolutely. With what he did. So what are some of the signs that show me I am living a kingdom life? I'm not just a believer in Jesus that knows that what he did um, is good and I know what he did is enough for my salvation. Mm-hmm. But what would it look like in my life where I can say, you know what, I'm actually living a kingdom life. And some of that you just listed. Yes. I will actually be used for miracles and signs and wonders. But yes. what are some practical things? And I know some of it you said looks like the fruit of the Spirit too. Yes. Well, actually, uh, to answer that question, first off, you're going to have a wonderful, vibrant, alive relationship with the Creator, with our Father. And then you're going to have faith in what God says and who Jesus is. And once you get this kingdom concept going on, then you're going to realize I am part of something huge. And yet what I do is important for the kingdom. That's powerful. Yes. And you're going to be obedient to his spirit. You're going to have a submissive attitude just like Jesus did. You know, in the garden, he said, uh, Lord, is there another plan? Uh, Father, is there another plan? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So he was very submitted to the Father, and so should we be if we're going to walk in the kingdom. Having a servant's heart, you know, Jesus came from heaven. He put on an earth suit Hmm. made out of flesh, made out of dirt, and he became one of us. And the King of Kings, the Lord of glory, the Lord of lords, would kneel on his knees and wash people's feet. Wow. And so we should have the attitude of being a servant, just like he did. And then we're going to be faithful. We must be faithful in this kingdom. Um, It is imperative that we be faithful. And then we're going to be speaking the word of the king, because... (laughs) What the king says is law. It goes. It's not wavering. It's not changeable. Once the king speaks it, it's a done deal. Therefore, we must be repeating what the king said to walk in this kingdom successfully. Therefore, that leaves a lot of us. uh, We should be examining the words that come out of our mouth. It shouldn't be doubt. It shouldn't be unbelief. It shouldn't be worry. It shouldn't be stress. It should be speaking what the king said. And he said, take no thought for tomorrow. Hmm. And he said, don't be anxious about anything. He says all these things. Well, when the king speaks, it's that's the way it is. And so we just say, yes, I agree with that. And that's how you know you're walking in the kingdom. So what if I know these things to be true? This is how the kingdom operates. The kingdom is full of hope and faith and love and life and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Yes. But my mind and my thoughts have not been renewed to the things of the kingdom yet. And I, even though I know this is where I come from and where I'm going, I tend to have thought processes and feelings and emotions that do not represent that kingdom. And it keeps me kind of conflicted and divided and separated from reaching fully into living a kingdom life. What do I do when I know something to be true, but I feel completely opposite of those truths? Well, you know, Paul had the same problem that he writes about. And it just boils down to this. We submit to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
When our thoughts are going haywired and astray, we bring them under the subjection, under the lordship of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we know our attitude is not correct, we submit that wrong attitude to the Lord and pick up his attitude. Therefore, we're exhibiting the heart of Jesus through us and putting down the flesh nature. And it's going to be a process until we get to the other side. We're always <laughs> going to have to deal with that. But the the more we bring ourselves under subjection of the king, the more we submit ourselves to the authority of the word of God, the king, then the easier it's going to become, even though we're still going to have to be dealing with this until we take our last breath or we're taken out uh, when the trumpet sounds. But it just becomes, shall I say, more doable yeah. <laughs> if, if we discipline ourselves by the Spirit and by the Word. And, and Go ahead. Uh, I say, if you if you ask the Holy Spirit to get a hold of you, hang <laughs> on, because he will. In fact, you know, you read where David said, Set a watch at my mouth, O God, that I might not sin against you. So if we ask him to do that, just hang on, because he's going to do it, because our best interest is in his heart. Yeah. And if we would just get the heart of the Father, and we do that by visiting with him often, and talking to him often and listening often we do that and then we get his heart then it's so much more effective when we try to discipline our flesh i was talking to somebody and they said what how can i pray for you and i said just pray that i my whole heart is surrendered to the lord and that i am really a laid down lover of the word of God in Jesus. And they said, I, I don't have to pray that one. Did you already pray it? I said, I didn't. He said, I don't have to pray for that. It's done. <laughs> she said, yeah. you prayed the Holy Spirit's desire for you. Yes. This is going to be, we don't have to beg for that. No. This is something, if you ask this kind oh, of thing of he God. He just is delighted to He's delighted do to do it. And there's another scripture that just came to my mind about delight. And Jesus said, it is the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now think about that. Wow. It is his pleasure. It makes his heart happy to give us the kingdom. Wow. And a portion of that kingdom is it's not what we eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm trying not to shout. <laughs> I know. I know. I tell you what, I could just do happy dances all over the place when I study for the kingdom and when I actually am teaching it. It's just, oh my goodness, just revelation all over the place, just coming into my mind. Uh, how vast, how enormous, how massive is the kingdom. And I think one of the things that people, uh, we can do is we can push the kingdom off to, this is a thing we touch after death and we're just hanging on till we, till we enter into eternal life. But the way that you're describing it, which you're describing based on biblical study and biblical context is we can, nothing will compare to when we're in glory forever. Absolutely. But we can live the kingdom on earth right now. Yes. So for those that are listening, I'm going to ask Mrs. Pearl to pray that uh, the kingdom of God would become very tangible and very real to you, that it is not something we are waiting to come into for another day, although there is a great hope of eternal life. But Jesus made it very clear the kingdom can come right now and his will can be done right now on earth as it is in heaven if we partner with the spirit of God. So join us in this prayer.
Okay, before I before I start the prayer, I'd like to say that Jesus said that the least in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is greater than John the Baptist. The least in the kingdom. Now think about that. And also in 1 Corinthians 4, Paul said the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it is a matter of power. Wow. So here we go. Father, I just pray for those listening that the revelation of your kingdom would just explode in their spirit, that the hunger to learn more would be there. And as they look at your word and listen to your heartbeat about the kingdom, that this vast kingdom would become a part of their DNA and their makeup uh, to be bearing fruit and results for you. It's all for your glory, just like Jesus did everything for your glory. We want to do everything for your glory. So I'm asking you, Father, to give them the wonderful spirit of revelation, not only of who you are, but all about your kingdom. And Father, I see where Jesus shared secrets about the kingdom, so I would ask that the Holy Spirit would begin to share secrets about your kingdom to us. And we just ask this in the wonderful yet powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And even as you're praying, I feel that I have um, a word of knowledge from the Lord that somebody who is listening uh, really believes that they cannot enter into this kind of lifestyle because of a sin that was committed in their uh, mid-teenage years and it has it has held them down for so long um, that this kind of teaching is just hard to receive because they believe that they're unworthy and so for that person this prayer was for you and I just want to encourage you right now this is your promise and it was God's pleasure and is God's pleasure to give his kingdom his son to you and I just pray that you would open up your heart and really, really, just even by what God just showed you through this word, uh, receive the love of the Father for you, which is beyond anything you can imagine. We love you all. Thank you for listening.